nice to meet you. Well, meet you, Katie. I'm Andrew. Welcome to Is This Adulthood? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. If you could just kind of, actually, Ryan, why don't you tell us what we're talking about today? Andrew and I actually met on the gay dating, or some people would call it hookup app, Grinder. <laughs> yeah. I've heard you uh, talk about Grinder a couple times before, Ryan. <laughs> so we met <laughs> on the app back in undergrad, and there was some flirting going on for sure. But you know, it just it just fizzled out, and I didn't really think much of it until I saw Andrew at Humber, because Katie, as you know, like we used to go into the radio studio to do like news hits uh, or introduce Sassy and Classy throwback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I saw Andrew there and I was like, wow, he looks familiar. And then we connected on Facebook. And then, you know, I would just see his updates and different relationships. Oh, wait, on so Facebook. you guys you guys matched on Grinder before Humber? Yeah, yeah. We, we were talking on Grinder when we were both at Western. Oh and my then, God. I didn't know it went yeah, back that far. It went back a little bit. And then and then yeah, I just remember like when I was at Humber, I ran into Ryan and I was like, he's familiar and I don't know how I know him. <laughs> we had a news ship together once. I think I was an announcer on the station and you were doing the news and we just got to talking and it was like, oh, it all came back. <laughs> that is so cool. Like I love small world stories. I mean, I know we're all still in the same country, so it's not too crazy, but that's pretty awesome. And, you know, years later, guys are still in contact. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Andrew, why are we talking to you today? Other than the fact that you seem wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, we're talking to me today because I have a very unique uh, relationship that not a whole lot of people have really experienced before. I know it for sure. For me, it's my first time ever experiencing a relationship like this where I am in a polyamorous relationship with two gentlemen and that basically means that we're all dating each other at the same time okay great it's interesting it's so we uh we met through good old grinder um (laughs) there seems to be a trend here (laughs) (laughs) also andrew just to interrupt here you don't mind people calling it a thruple right i don't care about thruple i know it's funny because we have friends who will gag at that word. Like it's almost like, <laughs> pardon my my use of this word, but moistly. Oh, right. Like, like nobody likes the the word moist. I don't mind it. Oh well, can you um explain that a little bit to me then? Because when Ryan was telling me your story and about being in a thruple, um, and then I was just kind of writing down some questions I wanted to ask you because I'm very curious. Um, polyamorous came up on like, you know, Google search, which I also understand, but why is thruple like the the moist word of that community? I don't know. It's just some people don't like the sound of it in their mouths. I don't know. That's <laughs> kind of weird, right? Like I, like I said, I personally don't mind it, but I guess because we're comparing ourselves to monogamous couples, some people just find it a little taboo. I don't know. Okay. It's okay. Weird. No, I understand that. And maybe like, it's not taken as seriously or something because there's a slang to it. Like, I don't know. I could see that uh, for it too. Yeah. Um, Okay. So how did you get in this? I'm so, I love this. I'm so curious. Of course. Okay. If you don't mind just giving like a quick kind of story of how you came to this point, like had you been in a, a thruple before, I think you said you hadn't, right? So, you know, what were your relationships like in the past? Uh, You identify as gay, right? 
I do identify as gay. Um, I had like a few weird relationships. Uh, I came out when I was 18 years old. So like fresh in university and I hadn't really experienced my like high school thrill of like getting to know like my body and my sexuality and all that stuff. So I spent the first year of university being kind of a hoe, which was great. <laughs> Shout out um, to the house. <laughs> it was uh so yeah, Grinder was like my best friend and like uh I I would just like it was easy, it was accessible, so like I just kind of did whatever. Uh in my second year, I had like my first real boyfriend, but that lasted like like 3 months. It wasn't anything super special. Just prior to being in my thruple, I was in a relationship for about a year and a half and I would say it was probably at the time the most serious like he had moved in with me like we were living together for about four months and then we realized that like we just both had very different goals I guess for the future yeah. so it was like an amical breakup it wasn't like anything like gut-wrenching and like I still value him as a friend but I don't like we just weren't compatible romantically so like I, I still value him as a person I just like we just didn't work out um and so it took me a little bit of time to get over that breakup because it mm -hmm. had been so serious because he had moved it like you know well yeah and I mean I think when you move in with someone like you have high hopes that it's going to go somewhere because it's such a big big step financially and just you know for your everyday life so when those do end it's you know even if it was on your terms it's still kind of you know, heartbreaking in a way it cuts a little deep, right? So I spent a few months just like not doing anything, just trying to like figure out myself again. And then the hoe phase started again. Cause... <laughs> uh, so during this hoe phase, I was on Grinder talking to this guy and we had had plans to hook up that night. And then he just kind of ghosted me for an hour. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, guess that didn't work out. And then he messaged me back and he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to like completely just ghost you like this. Um, but I was invited to an orgy. Do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, well, that's something new. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, let's, let's give this a try. So fun fact on Grindr, now you can do group messages where it's like a whole bunch of willing people can like start a little chat together and then you can figure out all your dirty details from there. So I was invited into this orgy chat and one of my partners was also featured in this chat. Um, neither of us ended up going to this orgy cause it just, the logistics didn't make sense. And one of the guys was being really like gross and we were like, Ugh, whatever. But he started like a private chat with me separately. And he was like, Oh, you're kind of hot. And like, I was like, Oh, you're kind of hot. And then we just like started like chatting a little bit. And he said something about, at the time, I lived in Etobicoke, which is like eons away from anything that's fun and gay. And he lives pretty close <laughs> to the village. So fun and like, gay. Oh. <laughs> Literally, that. that's my that's my Tinder bio. Fun and gay. Fun and gay. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, so he was like, if you want to like hang out sometime, like we could do like an adopt a gay program, and like you could just like hang out at my place for a bit. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. I like that. Like. Let's let's do it. Let's try and figure it out. Um, and then he was like, by the way, I'm married and like my husband's open to this kind of stuff, too. So if you want to, like, start chatting with him, uh, that's cool as well. And I was like, OK, yeah, let's give it a try. And so 
this all happened around Christmas time of 2018. So obviously everyone's busy. Like I had all these Christmas plans around like Ontario, like Southern Ontario. And my partners are both from New Brunswick. So they were driving across the country and like spending their time with their families over there. So nothing really happened. Like we, we would chat every day, but we wouldn't like nothing. There was no time to really make it anything. Exactly. Yeah. Like we hadn't even met in person. We were just like talking. So then Christmas is over. The boys drove back to Ontario and we actually ended up meeting for the first time on New Year's Day, 2019. So I would be so hungover meeting someone on New Year's <laughs> Day. Right? I'd be it a was mess. <laughs> <laughs> It was a choice. I was I was pretty well behaved the New Year like the night before, I guess. Oh, that's something I've never said. Good for you. <laughs> it was it was a challenge but I was like these guys are worth it I don't want to be like such a mess but whatever so I went over to their place and they were like exactly who they said they were which is kind of rare on Grinder. Ryan can probably attest yeah um, it was and it was so nice like they we had like a great time and then afterwards what like struck me about them was just the way that they communicate with each other like they're so loving and they're so sweet and they have like these adorable little pet names for each other. And like, I was like, this is what I want out of life. Cause I, I've not really had any really good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Role model like, for relationship. That's, that's exactly it. Like a role model for love, especially in the gay community. Cause everyone is just so into hooking up and like whatever. And like it, nothing ever seems solid the way that these two boys were solid with each other. And so, can I ask how old they are? Sure. One of them is 31 and one of them okay. is 28 and I'm 26. Okay. Oh, okay. So you're all very close in age then. We're all pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so that was happening. And then I was like, well, let's do this again sometime because this was fun. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. We'll like, we'll figure out when we can get this to happen. And so it started to become like kind of a frequent thing where it was like, yeah, let's just like hook up every other week or every week or whenever we can manage to find time in our busy schedules. But at the same time, I was still like not committed to them. So I was sort of seeing somebody else at the same time. And I thought that that would lead somewhere. And I remember like, sometimes I liked to play uh, like little mind games with the boys where I would say stuff like, oh, you know, like if this thing goes well with this other guy, then I'm going to be monogamous and we won't be able to hang out anymore. And like, I could see like sadness in their eyes. And then I was like, oh, what, what is happening? Like, are, are you catching? Yeah. Like it was weird. And so I think I went on like a second or a third date with this other guy and we realized we were not compatible. Um, and so when I went back to my partners, um, I was just like, well, fuck, like all I want is something like what you have with your husband. And that kind of opened up the conversation to, oh, maybe we can include you in this and figure out how it'll work. And I mean, we're still figuring out how it works because the dynamics of it are interesting, but it's uh, it's been working so far. And that was like over a year ago. So, you know, Andrew, you said that the dynamics are interesting. Why? What makes you say that? 
in terms of balancing a relationship, first things first, like they've been together for over nine years and they've been married for a year and a half. So they're always kind of going to be their primary partner with each other. And I'm, I'm like, I kind of have to give them some space sometimes to be the married couple that they are, which is totally fine. Like I, I've never gone into a relationship expecting marriage or expecting like long-term stuff. I just like having partnership. And so Mm -hmm. this really works well with what I'm looking for. And it works really well with, with them having an extra partner involved. Yeah. Andrew, you just touched on something that I was wanting to ask you about. And it was kind of basically the, the balance in a relationship because you being the third partner came in at a later time. You didn't all meet maybe at the same party one evening or something. So Mm -hmm. hierarchy, I didn't want to use because that kind of like invokes the feeling of like, you know, someone's in the main power and then there's like a chain of command. So I don't mean that, but it's just kind of like, how do you find your balance of, you know, this is a conversation I should be a part of and maybe this is a conversation that I'll let them have. Like, do you find that hard or it's just comes kind of natural to you? What's interesting is it does kind of come naturally to me. Like we, we very rarely fight, but sometimes they will fight with each other. Like that, like all married couples do, obviously. Yeah. And if I find that I'm there and present for the situation, I will remove myself because I don't want to be shown taking sides. And I mm, don't like, I'd rather they, yeah, I'd rather that they hash it out and then we can kind of come together after the fact, instead of having me present and then, yeah, like feeling like, like there's like a power shift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask you, like, um, you seem very open and comfortable and happy with your current relationship. So what were you feeling in terms of kind of, actually, let me backtrack that. Who knows? Are you open on social media with your friends, your family, maybe your coworkers, or is this more of like, you know, your private life that you keep to yourself? So it's funny that you say that because we are all in different stages of how open we are. I'm a completely open book. I don't care. So my family knows, my my coworkers know, um, my family are, are super accepting of them. We've had them over for several family dinners and and nothing is any different than like if I'd brought in a partner in the past or if my sister brings a partner to like a family dinner, which is awesome. That's like, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Especially considering how afraid I was to come out like prior to being 18 and like to see the growth that my family has accepted everything. Like it's, it's just fantastic. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of my partners has told his family I don't know if it's like the extended family, but at least his parents know. And another one, like the other partner hasn't told anyone, like hasn't told his family at all. But all of our friend group knows, like the the queer community in Toronto is very tight knit, especially the few that, that live in the village. So <laughs> we, we, we are all open here and everyone knows that we're a throuple. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, what would you say knowing your one partner what would his hesitations be? Like maybe um, his family kind of finding that peace within himself for it being known? What would you say? I think with him, it's mainly he's not 
very close with his family. So he feels like it's not really their business to know what's going on within his relationship, I guess. Like they know that he's married, obviously. Like they've all been a part of that ceremony, but he doesn't feel the need to tell them about me. And you're okay with that because obviously you sound like an incredibly understanding person. Yeah, I can respect that decision. Like it's not, it's, we all take it as, uh, as slow or as fast as we want to. And I'm willing to either wait or if it never happens, that's cool too. Yeah. Especially because they're all great. in New Brunswick, right? Like it's not like I'm ever gonna really, I'd have to really go out of my way to meet them. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And do you live with your two partners? I don't. I I live like a 10 minute walk away from them, which is really convenient, but they they have their own place together and I live with two roommates separately. Has that discussion happened yet about potentially living together? Is that something that you are open to? Personally, I would be, um, but that's, it's kind of a hard conversation to have, especially only a year into the relationship. If I've learned anything from the past relationship with my ex who I moved in with like a year and a half into the relationship and then had it fizzle out like that was kind of an indicator that I need a lot more reassurance that the relationship is headed in that direction before I decide to try and move in again. But that being said, uh, I really, I really love these guys and I would be open to it if this were to continue like long term, long term. I love that. And I guess a question that I have, since it's, you know, you said that you love both of them. Mm-hmm. Are there certain traits that each partner has that fulfills different needs for you? Or do they kind of intersect where they're both fulfilling all of your needs? Because I find that interesting because sometimes when you're with one other person and talking to friends who have been in serious relationships, there may be certain things that their partner is missing. So I wonder when there's two people are most of your, if not all of your needs met because there's two people? For the most part, they're really good at fulfilling all of my needs. What I love most about them is how open and honest they are in their communication. So that was like something that I had never really experienced in a past relationship. So I find that we're really good at at just kind of saying if something is missing or if something is off and that we can work together as three people to to make it work does that make sense i'm trying to think of a good example of this like in the certain instances like if i've had a really bad day but uh the boys have their date night because it's like they they've sectioned off a certain day where they just they have a night to themselves where they can be a married couple and i'm totally cool with that but say for example that is a day that I've had a really bad day at work and stuff is really stressful. Um, I feel like I can chat with them and say like, Hey, I'm having a really hard day. Is it cool if we can reschedule your date night or if you can uh, like swing by my place afterwards and we can just like cuddle and they're super understanding and respectful of that. That's awesome. Um, And that leads me to another question that I have. Um, I absolutely understand the Mary couple that together for you know almost a decade them needing their one-on-one private time because they've had that for so long um do you have that with uh, like one of them at different times or is it more kind of the three of you or just the two of them no we definitely have one-on-one time as well and i feel like that's kind of important in order to maintain the relationship because there is a lot of one-on-one contact that you need to have in order to keep a relationship strong 
it's it's very different from like a group dynamic right so yeah um, I find that that like going on dates is a really helpful thing so every now and then we'll try and do like a one-on-one date with me and one of the partners and me and one of the others and just trying to uh like check in with each other and maintain the the love that we have yeah and I mean you got to keep that conversation going like open dialogue honest dialogue so that you kind of all know where where you're feeling and stuff because relationships are you know roller coasters anyways and then you know you add another person into it um and you guys do have a couple years difference between the three of you much I mean my boyfriend and I have many more than that um (laughs) So how do they feel about you doing this podcast with us today? They were really cool and accepting of it. Um, so yeah, if you ever wanted to chat with either of them, I could probably involve them too in a future date. Hey, that would be fun. Okay, so I have another question for you, Andrew. And this is kind of always a hard one to answer when you're still in a relationship because you don't ever try to picture yourself, not with the people that you're currently dating. But let's say for whatever reason, the current relationship that you're in ends would mm-hmm. you um, be open to having being a part of a thruple again? Like, do you find that you learned a lot in it and it was a very like gratifying and loving relationship or is the current situation you're in just kind of more because these two men are amazing? That's a really good question. That's a it, great it, uh, question. That's a really good question. I love oh. that question. I-, <laughs> I didn't even know if I was like pronouncing myself properly, but okay. I'm glad you got it. Okay. I have to think about that. That's so I, I don't know if I would ever search for a situation like this again, but if it were to come up organically the way that this one did, I would pursue it. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, I don't really care about the relationship. I don't care about the label. It's, it's mainly the happiness that I share with somebody else or some other people together. And if that's how the relationship looks, then I'm into it being a little unorthodox. Great, I love that. And you know what? That's why I think it's amazing for people that get to date different different people, different ages, different cultures, different, you know, now in a polygamous, polyamorous? Or Correct, yeah. Poly- okay, yeah. Um, Cause you learn so much and like you tap into different parts of who you are and different emotions that you can have. And I think it's very interesting. And now that I've spoken with you and you speak so highly of the dynamic that you be interested in, if I had any friend that was, you know, curious about it, I'd love to send them your way just to get, you know, some advice and. Oh my God, of course. Yeah. I love sharing my story and I love trying to give people the answers that they have to the questions that they have about you know the situation because it's yeah it's very unique and it's very interesting you know what's interesting is a while back fun fact probably months ago we had a listener reach out we did like a Q&A on our is this adulthood Instagram about topics mm-hmm. that people would want us to cover and someone actually said what is it like to be in a thruple or what are your thoughts on being in a thruple And it seemed like they're more curious about it. So I definitely think that there is curiosity out there. I feel like maybe not everyone feels comfortable talking about that. Do you think that that will change where this will become 
uh, more normalized and, you know, especially outside of the LGBTQ plus community, because, you know, I feel like I've heard of this, I've heard of open relationships, but I haven't seen it move over a ton, at least that talked about openly with, uh, you know, the straight community. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, I think it could evolve that way. I mean, think about how much society has come even in the last 50 years, right? With, um, with queer rights and with um, how we all celebrate and everything. And I'm sure that this is a, uh, that polyamory is something that has transcended into the straight community as well. Um, for a while, I had a friend, a, more so an acquaintance, I guess, who uh, was in a polyamorous relationship with a married straight couple. And he said that it started off as him being interested in the husband and just having like fooling around with the husband. And then eventually the wife got involved and they all just like had a really good time together. So it's definitely there. It's just maybe underlying because it's a taboo subject. So I think that once, once it becomes more normalized, you'll start to see people trying it more often. And um, Andrew, in terms of co-workers, um, I don't know what you do for a living now. Um, feel free to share if you'd like to. Sure. Um, are, you, are you open in that kind of environment as well and, you know, on your social media pages or does it more just come out through conversation? Um, so I'm pretty open through conversation, not as much on social media, just because I want to respect my partner who is keeping it private. I don't want his family to get, I don't know, ask questions and be suspicious and all that stuff. But right now I work as a media buyer for a advertising agency. And uh, basically we, we buy radio ads the country for our clients. That is, um, I love So it's that. a pretty liberal space. Yeah, it's really nice. And uh, first, apprehensive, even like in the business world, you don't know how one will take you. So even coming out and saying I was gay took me a while. I, I would always refer to my then ex or my now ex as uh, my, my partner. And eventually my boss was just like, is your partner a man or a woman? And I was like, his name's James. <laughs> and, and then my boss was like, cool, just needed to know. That's all. I don't care. Um, but then, uh, yeah, I, I felt pretty open telling my coworkers, my immediate coworkers about the situation and they, they might not fully understand it, but they're accepting of it. And that's all I can ask for. Yeah, absolutely. So in a lot of, you know, in a traditional sense, in a relationship, many people kind of see the final step as getting married and having kids. Now, at least as I understand it in Canada right now, it can only be two people in a marriage, right? I believe that's true. Yeah. So has that ever crossed your mind where I, I feel like if I was in a polyamorous relationship, it would kind of cross my mind that I wouldn't be able to get to that stage unless one of the, you know, one, one of the people in the relationship that are married, unless they got divorced, but that would be a whole other situation. But I, I do you ever, do you ever think about that? How, I know Katie touched on this with the power dynamic or the hierarchy that some people may call it, but the fact that they're married and you're coming into the relationship and they have that, uh, they, they, that they're married and that you won't be able to 
have a wedding if you were to stay with them. I've never really looked for marriage as an end goal for me. I, I'm perfectly content not being married. I'm perfectly content not having children. I'm okay with just living the way that I am basically right now, where I'm just in a loving partnership with whoever, and that just works for me. So I, I don't really see it as a, a problem. Well, yeah, you seem like a free spirit. And um, if, you're, if you're not wanting like that to marry that one person and to have those kids and stuff, you just want to wake up happy and live your life every day, then it sounds like this relationship is kind of exactly what you need. Yeah, because absolutely. if you're looking for love, you've, like, you've doubled the amount of love that you can, you can receive and that you can you know, give every day, which I think is beautiful. Thank you. It I is beautiful. That. Also, like your your two partners, they, I mean, you guys probably all do have quite a bit in common because we tend to date people that we have stuff in common with. But then at the same time, you know, things that you don't necessarily have in common or different interests. So if you want to kind of tap into something, you could maybe have a conversation with one of them. And if you want to express maybe another part of you that your other partner might be interested in, you can go or lean more toward them. Maybe that's not specific to to you as an individual, but I can picture myself doing that, you know? So you just like, you can bring in a lot more conversations and opinions and love just like in your everyday life. So I think that's awesome. Oh, absolutely. And you're right. It's, it's funny. It's like, we have, I have TV shows that I watch with both of them together, but then we have like one that I'll watch with one of them and one that I'll watch with another one. And like one of them and I will play video games together all the time. And the other one isn't really into video games. So it's, it's true. Like there's, there's so many different interests of, and combinations of ways that we can, you know, all hang out and enjoy each other's company. And it really works out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think that's awesome. Andrew, that's all the questions I have for you right now. Um, but thank you so much for talking with us today. Ryan and I are really enjoying kind of, taking our podcast this direction now like he was saying with you know we've done the you know, kind of love stuff now we're just going to talk to people and their stories and what we find interesting and uh, I think this is a perfect situation a perfect example of that so thank you yeah. so much of course thank you for having me the final question that I have for you Andrew is someone that's listening that may be curious about being in a polyamorous uh, relationship or you know some people may call it a thruple or there may be some people out there that are like, I could never do that. What would you say to those people? I'd say you never know until you try. That's all I could say. Like, like I said, I was never looking for this. So the fact that I'm in a relationship like this now and that it's lasted for over a year is something that you could never tell me in my youth that I would ever accomplish or ever try. So yeah, you, you never know until you try. And you seem really happy and in love. And it seems like it works perfectly for you. And, you know, why would anyone want to take that away from you? Uh, thanks for sharing your story, Andrew. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, stay happy and healthy um, amid this crazy virus. Send hugs to your loved ones. And uh, hopefully we'll talk in the near future. Absolutely. You too. And if any of our listeners want to keep up to date with our episodes and what topics we're covering, feel free to follow us on Instagram, Is This Adulthood, as well as on Twitter, ITA underscore podcast. And my Instagram is at Ryan Durkee. 
and on Twitter at Ryan Durkee. My Instagram is KTWE Jones and my Twitter is oh zero one Katie Jones. I still <laughs> can never seem to remember that off the bat. All Bye, right, everyone. Bye, guys. Thanks for Bye. listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye.